Hey, what's up, La Familia? You crazy football-loving nutters. This is Ray Hudson, and you are luxuriating and listening to the Inter Miami podcast with a stupefyingly magnificent Jay and Alex. Two lads who are as electrifying as a hairdryer thrown into a hot tub. Stay tuned, because you know what it's going to be. It's going to be magisterial with an amplifier. To the left, Pellegrini, inside, Pizarro Golasso, Pizarro Golasso. Here's the goal scorer, Morgan. Oh, up and down, up and down, up and down we go. Where we'll stand at the end of the season, I don't even know. You like that? I just, that was off top. I mean, this is like one really, really frustrating carousel ride. I want to I was talking about the bars. I was talking about the, the, the freestyle I just dropped. I mean... Top five. Welcome to the Inter Miami podcast. Uh, thanks for uh, joining us here tonight. Uh, Jay is trying to dive into his new uh, music career. DJ Uncle Ricky, or is that what we're going with on this one? Uh, I think DJ it's, Uncle Ricky. I think it's DJ Kentucky's most wanted. Ah, DJ Bluegrass. All right. <laughs> uh, no, I gotta say that's two out of five on the uh, on the bars, Jay. It wasn't your best work. Uh, gonna have to, we're gonna have to work on that, man. I mean. We're all taking different paths, looking at different uh, ventures in our life. You're looking at spitting bars. Robbie Robinson looking at UFC fighting. I mean, I'm all for it. <laughs> yes, I'm he all is. here. Yes, <laughs> he is. <laughs> Robbie, man. I always thought he just acted a little too hard. Maybe he is actually about that life, though. I mean, I'm here for it. I know there was folks on Twitter that weren't necessarily here for it, but I know I was all for it. I was standing up getting pumped in the middle of my living room. So, hey. We'll, we'll go into that a little bit later. Let this be a lesson to the fans. You're going to start some stuff. Make sure you can finish and win. Okay. And we, yeah, we'll, we'll cover this later because it's quite a, quite funny. Quite a quite an interesting turn of the night. But what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Inner Miami Podcast. I am Jay Kington, uh, joined by Mr. Than Harrington. How goes it, buddy? Ooh, what are we like? T minus one week till you're down here in South Florida? Dude, we are pushing T-minus one week at this point. Next week, we'll be starting the ultimate guys trip. We are going to Inter-Miami versus the Philadelphia Union. We are sitting right next to the bench. We are going to get a little wild and crazy, try to get some autographs for Riley, and then uh, day off, we're flying down, man. Cannot wait. There we go. It's going to be a good time. I, I really look forward to it. I'm glad we could bang this episode out. Uh, I will not be attending the game on Saturday. We're about to shoot over to the west coast of Florida for some uh, rest and relaxation on Lombo Key. So I'm looking uh, forward to that. We do have two games that we want to discuss. Um, there's been, you know, we had a delay at a game because we wanted to make sure we could cover the Open Cup slash UFC fight for free. No charge and pay-per-view for that. You just had to be at the uh, the stadium or watching on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, but I, I guess first and foremost, do want to uh, thank you to shout out Miami Magazine. Uh, they did an article on us, and uh, it is now 
uh, I guess on their website and wherever they distribute their magazine. So if you see a shout out Miami magazine, pick it up, check it out. Thank you guys. <laughs> uh, but, uh, let's, uh, let's move on. Uh, so yeah, we'll just start this, um, up and down, up and down, man. It's been waves. It's always been waves with this team. Uh, it seems to be streaky, not streaky. Uh, at least we're not having to wait, you know, six, seven, eight games at a time to, to start to, to win again. Um, but, you know, do these wins have an asterisk? Because eh, Open Cup, USL, you know, lower league teams, does it count? Uh, the win counts. I mean, we advance, which I guess is important. But uh, before we get to that, uh, let's talk about the Charlotte game. Um, didn't go the way I think either of us had projected or did it? Well, I mean, I guess you were what? You said like 2-1? I can't even remember. What was your prediction? Mine was a 1-1 one, one draw. I think it was 2-1. Uh, I believe so. Fans call me out on it if I'm lying. But, yeah, I do believe it was 2-1. Uh, all I know is I'm definitely glad I didn't make the seven-hour drive for, for this game because that would have <laughs> yeah. been miserable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that, – well, that was tough because that was – um. There was a lot going on that weekend. This was this past weekend. Um, like, you know, I'm I'm obviously big on Derby and Oak, so my Friday and Saturday were pretty booked. But then you had all the Miami F1 uh, practice rounds on Friday, qualifying on Saturday, the actual race on Sunday, which I thought was a, a lot of fun. Um, I know several of our listeners went down there. Lucky, lucky guys. Good for you guys, man. I'm, I'm very, very jealous. It looked like a, an awesome time. But what an action-packed weekend uh, this was. Now, this one, you know, Hard-fought game. Hard-fought game. Um, did not go our way, though. Run us run us through what what happened here. I mean, honestly, I know I know. I texted you really early. And I said, hey, man, uh, Nick, Nick's not playing. And you were both kind of mm-hmm. like, wait, what's, what's going on here? Um, but, you know, line up the surprise admission of Nick Marsman has a back injury. Um Honestly, if you've been following this club for long enough, you know mum's the word. You're not going to hear anything. You're not going to know anything. You're not going to see anything until last final minute. Uh, Robbie Taylor, COVID protocols. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was that another was, one I was That was like, strange. Out of the like, I haven't, yeah. had, I haven't heard anyone get COVID. And, like, actually, Johnny did get it a couple of weeks ago. But you, it's, you don't really hear that too much anymore. Like, there's no new variants out right now. So, that threw me off. It said like health related concern and i was like what kind of what what is that and then of course yeah it's uh it's covid it's still out yeah. there wear a mask wear three masks be safe yeah i mean the it was one of those weird things where again i heard rumors he was out with the team i heard rumors that he wasn't and then all of a sudden boom covid protocol so I don't know. Mm-hmm. It is what it is our man Robbie Taylor's back he's feeling fine um but i know the Discord family, our wonderful community, was extremely happy to see the ship dock into port, the anchors drop into the water, and the surprise inclusion of the Ryan Sailor. Yeah, and I will yep, yep. tell you what, and we're about to go into it, but man, he's he's got some promise. Tell he's got you some promise. what, he he does, and and swaggy hair, which I'm always all about. Absolutely, I mean. The other surprise inclusion for me would be Jovan Jones. It was like all of a sudden, hey, by the way, I'm back. Yeah. Like there was there was no talk <laughs> of him. And then yeah. boom, done. I'm here. Um, and then the one everybody 
was thrilled about. I guess we can kind of crush our news segment all in one go here. Uh, if you are living under a rock and you somehow miss this, Indy's back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I do want to sh- is back. I do want to wag my finger at the inner Miami social media department because we all know Johnny originally came up with the Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. uh, Indiana Jones stuff. And then they blatantly just kind of <laughs> took it and made it worse. Uh, you're a company man. Cool. I love it. Yeah. Not, not cool. Not cool guys. We see you. Um, but no joke aside, Indy's back. All right. Um, and you know, for me, my biggest concern was Drake being in goal. And I gotta say, I'm coming around to him. Uh, I, I gotta say, he's looking pretty good. Uh, you know, we'll just jump right into the game, Jay. Uh, Charlotte started off early, very early, just challenging Drake, left, right, up, down. I mean, he was not getting more than a couple minutes break at a time. Uh, the defense was nowhere to be seen. Uh, Drake responded well. He looked like Spider-Man out there, man. He was jumping all over the place, snagging balls. I didn't think he had a, a chance to to get after. Uh, he really was the reason why we stayed in it for the first 20 minutes of the game because, honestly, that could have been the nail in the coffin if two of those shots had gone in real early. Um, it seems like it took us half an hour mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. really get moving. Our first chance came around the 33rd, uh, 33rd minute. Uh Robbie Robinson and Kieran Gibbs. First off, Kieran's just up there. Like I, I was like, who the hell is marauding up through the box? And here comes Kieran Gibbs. Uh, they had beautiful combo passing through the box. Uh, Robbie laid the ball to Kieran, and I don't know if he like someone just hit the off switch on him real quick, but he had all of the far side to go, and he just kind of popped it right at the keeper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the and there were two of those actually throughout the the match, but. You're right. It's it's very impressive. He gets out there. He who gets in the box. Uh, he he scored. Uh, what was it against like Orlando last year? And and just ran out of nowhere. He goes in the middle of the box. Gets a a beautiful, uh, beautiful header. But yeah, slow start, man. That's what I was texting. I was like, man, like this possession is brutal. I don't know why. It seems to happen like every game, and we just can't correct it. Where we just have no control, and then the back line's frantic and. You know, in this case, it was it was Drake, but or you know, in previous games, is if it's Marsman, it's like, dude, they're just they're like, it's an onslaught from the get go. I mean, even going back to the game prior, like they scored in the first minute, tighten up, let let's hold it together for at least a few minutes and, and get a, a sense of comfort because it seems very scattered thought throughout the first like twenty to thirty minutes. It feels like every game. I mean, honestly, watching our back line brings back the old Ricky Bobby quote. Like, what do I do with my hands? I don't know what to do with my hands, but it's, it's you know, your feet, obviously. And, like, they have no clue what the hell they're doing. I mean, you know we're in trouble when Ryan Saylor, again, love this kid. He was bailing out our senior players time and time again. Mm-hmm. He was honestly keeping uh, keeping our team into it. Uh, but I digress. We're going to move up to the 42nd minute. This was probably the most beautiful part of the afternoon for Inter-Miami fans. Duke, Campana, and Indy were just linking up one-touch passing through the midfield. Uh, I mean, it looked – I know I use this analogy often, but it's true. Like the pinnacle of one-touch passing, it looked like prime Barca, just boom, 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 right at the field. Uh, Campana broke open. Uh, he found Vasilev in the box. Um, but Indy hit the goalie square in the chest, just like Kieran Gibbs did nine minutes earlier. Again – 
I felt like he he probably could have gone between the legs. Uh, probably could have got that shot through. Um, I don't know. It just seems like our shooting's just letting us down as much as our defense was in this match. Well, to be fair, I mean, he is a defender. So it's not like, it's not his specialty, I guess, of, of, of placing the ball, uh, you know, in the correct spot. He probably just, you know, gets the open. He gets all excited. Like, this is my one shiny moment and, and blast it. But, um, don't want to to look over the fact that we were pleasantly surprised that Campana was back in the lineup um, after you know pulling up early, um, which is good. That means that it, it, the injury is not as significant as we thought. I, I think at the end of the day, it wasn't necessarily a pulled hammy or anything like that. It was just he felt muscle tightness and didn't want to risk it. So, um, you know, very very good. Uh, at least that he's back in in some capacity. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm thanks for touching on that because. I know you and I were worried. I mean, right now, knock on wood, the only real injury we have, and, you know, get well soon, big man, but, you know, Mabika, he's, what would you say to me earlier, four to six weeks we're looking at, I think? I think it's like uh, three to four more weeks probably from here, and, and I think Breck's dealing with a, a little injury as well. Okay. Well, I mean, since Breck's red card, I've kind of forgot the Lizard King. He's He's been demoted <laughs> to the, the the Lizard Prince. He's, he's demoted. Poor guy. But- um. Also, some of you were up, you know, and we're gonna we'll talk, you know, about the the Open Cup game. But Campana was was not in the eighteen for the Open Cup game, so I don't know if you know exactly what the the the, the timetable is for a full return when he's at you know one hundred percent fitness, or if they're just protecting him best they can. But this is something to keep an eye on because if you've watched the games this season, it's pretty cut and dry. We're a better team when he is our, our number nine and not Gonzalo. Well, we'll, we'll uh, if, if you'll let me, I'll get into that rant when we go to the Tormenta. Cause I, I about had an aneurysm on my couch watching that. Mm. Um, but um, moving forward, 52nd minute, uh, you know, Bryce Duke, again, I think he started to come into his own. Uh, he found Kieran Gibbs once again, and Gibbs hit the keeper square in the hands. Uh, I mean, you, you already touched on it. It, it. it could have, it could have been if it wasn't the defender in that box. I think Lassiter even puts it on that. Robbie gets it in close. Uh, I'm not saying we score, but there were four missed chances. Yeah. There were four yeah. that that easily could have been goals, and we should have been yeah. walking away from this with a draw or even potentially a win. But in a game where we kind of had the yips as far as finishing goes, it was. It was tough because they were putting up good effort. They weren't playing after that first like 20, 30 minutes. They started playing a lot better. And the effort was good. And and I think we're all like excited about that. It it wasn't that they got completely dominated. It's just that we couldn't finish our chances. And you need to be clinical. You need to be lethal when you get into that box. That's how you win games. I mean, it's simple as John Madden saying, you know, if you don't, you know score a touchdown you don't get seven point or six point whatever you know like it's something so simple like if you can't get into the box and convert your shots you're not gonna win it's that simple well speaking of getting into the box and converting shots 67th minute charlotte finally broke through rainia found shinyashiki uh you know he opened up his account beautiful ball mm-hmm. uh rainia and i as a fan of the game i have to admire the pass that he snuck in right past the nose of our defender there. And then Shinyashiki just found the way to 
get any piece of, uh, I think it was, I think he got a leg on it, any piece of his leg onto it and put it past the far post of, of Drake Callender. Callender was in beautiful position to mm. cover the, where he thought the ball was going to go. And it was just an unlucky bounce. I mean, that's, that's the you know the short end of it. We paid for the fact that we were unable to finish our chances earlier. Yeah, it, it was, uh, it was a golasso. Uh, I mean, what do you do? <laughs> like, I think we talked about this a couple episodes ago, like, you know, name, pick your keeper, pick whoever you want. No one's stopping that. No one is stopping that. Um, that's one of those goals where you, like, you appreciate the magnitude of that goal and the the technical uh, requirements of that goal. And you can't really put blame on anyone. Maybe a bit like on the back line, but it was just a, it was just a very well-placed cross that he got a foot to and ripped it across the face into the, into the side netting. I mean, it was, I would love to see anyone stop that. So that one tough, tough, because especially given all the chances that we could not convert. Uh, but at the end of the day, beautiful goal, probably a goal of the week contender. We'll see how it shakes out, but it's, it's, it's up there. Yeah, I mean, I got to be honest. I know, you know, some fans may be like, oh, my God, they're they're praising Charlotte so much. Oh, oh, oh. But, like, when I saw that go in, I went, huh. All right, well, that's that. It's not like it was, you know, Campana getting a foot on it at the last second of the Revs game and just, like, booping one in across the line. Like, all of that buildup for Charlotte and, and seeing all of our guys in the right position and they still got in the back of that, nothing you could do. Yeah. Not even worth getting upset over. Just nope. regroup and, and go. Um, unfortunately for our boys, we did not regroup and go. The game stalled out from uh, the 67th minute on to the 87th minute, where uh, DeAndre left part of his uh, part of his soul at Bank of America Stadium. Uh, Reyna sat him down, cutting in from the left. I absolutely sat him down. Uh, if if there was N one mixtapes for for soccer, like that one would have been on it. He just sat him down. Um, but unfortunately, well, fortunately for us, unfortunately for Reyna, uh, he couldn't complete his highlight reel. He uh, he put it past calendar, and then that was pretty much the ball game from that point. Yeah, yeah. And look, I, again, I, mean, I don't want to beat a dead horse here, but very, very, <laughs> very poor job as, as far as uh, finishing your chances. But, uh, you know, the good news is that we definitely played a lot better in the second half. Um, defense stepped up. Uh, we were able to, to get some interceptions, throw the ball away. Uh, kind of really get into our comfort level. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, you can criticize them on not finishing those chances, but pretty solid effort to, to rebound. You could tell that the the energy, the attitude, the mentality of the focus was all there. Um, it's just one of those games where, you know, it, it just wasn't enough. And, and sometimes, you know, sometimes football be like that. Sometimes, you know, amazing kind of one-off goals happen that, you know, Shinyashiki probably won't score anything like that for the rest of the year. That was a beautiful highlight real goal. You can't really be be mad. You can be a little sad that, you know, we're really looking to to get back into uh, a winning form and, and get out of the the MLS slump. But, um, you know, overall, we like not, not really bad as far as stat-wise goes. I mean, Charlotte had 14 shots and we had 12 shots. Charlotte had seven on goal and we had six on goal. So pretty even. Possession fifty three to forty seven percent with Inter Miami being on that forty seven percent side, which um, 
you know, notably again, that first 20, 30 minutes was pretty rough. So that just shows you that they were able to make it up on the, uh, the back end in the second half here, but pass accuracy, 82 Charlotte, uh, 78% to enter Miami. Now corners here, we, we didn't really get many Charlotte had 11, uh, you know, obviously did not convert any of them. We only had three, uh, fouls. I mean, you know how we do Charlotte had nine, so we didn't have as many of them. We had seven, uh, and Charlotte had one yellow card. We were able to, uh, to make it out of this game with no yellow card. That is, is that, is that a first? I don't even know the, that, that deep stat, but, uh, Wow, that's uh that's impressive, boys. Way to way to to let the the yellow card lead slip away, slip out of your grasp. Go ahead and foul some people. Get some more yellows next time, boys. Yeah, I mean, fellas, come on. At least don't let us down in in, in yellow card glory. If we're gonna get these shirts made up like we discussed last <laughs> episode, we gotta have more of this. Like I'm this is all we what? have. <laughs> Drake, you wanna win me over? Take somebody out in the box. Yellow card, don't care. Let's do it. Let's do it. Just do it. Uh, I will. I will. Hey, Drake, if you get a yellow or red card this season, I'll buy your jersey. You heard it here first. <laughs> there we go. There we go. So I'll buy Drake's are, jersey. Kind of high level. What kind of positives or negatives you taking away from this game? Uh, the Ryan Saylor show. Like he 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 killed. <laughs> like he is proving why we went so high on him in the draft. I mean, he was what was advertised. And honestly, I'm kind of glad that we didn't get to see him immediately this season because it was a really welcome surprise. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I have to say it was a really welcome surprise. Like we knew he might have some some rough edges. Um, you know, just like Noah has some rough edges, but when they're on their game, they're both going to ball out together. And Ryan was getting in some positions, making some stops. He had a, and correct me if I'm wrong. I think he had a ridiculous track back to stop a potential one-on-one against mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he, and he just took the ball out and avoided getting the foul. And I was like, Ooh, this, this boy might be it. Now, again, I want to back that up and say it's only one game, Yeah, but it, it's exciting. It's really exciting. Um, negatives for me. We just keep falling back in, into the rut and I'm not quite sure how I feel about Gregory being in the attacking midfield spot and Mota in the defensive midfield spot. That was I kind of I, I was yeah that threw me off. Yeah I looked at it I'm like well that can't be right. Now of course you know TDU or T T U D N who was doing the well whoever's doing it this week. First off we had Gergor Gergor was out in midfield. Like, who the hell's Gregory? Oh, that's Gregory. <laughs> they just couldn't spell Gregory. But I was really hoping that was a, a mess up on their part. But I don't know. I mean, a lot of complaints on it. the announcers. A lot of complaints on the the Tudian. And I don't know. Like, obviously, we're you know I don't speak Spanish, so we I listened to the SAP audio, uh, which I think you know a lot of people did. And the ones that spoke Spanish probably listened to the to the Spanish audio. I can't speak to the Spanish audio because again, I don't speak it. But it was like maybe do a little research on on the team. Like I don't know if they had the information sheets like on the individual players or club as a whole. It felt like they were just talking, just like in circles and, and nonsense, basically. Jay, I think the thing that made most fans chuckle was when they tried to explain that we weren't used to playing on this type of turf because we have some sort of hybrid turf at Drive Pink. Yeah. 
And like, AKA grass. But the auto nation field just north is a turf field. We have turf. I believe the other practice ones are full grass. And then drive pink, the you know, the actual stadium is that hybrid. But like, I, I, didn't we discuss this last episode? Like, I grew up playing on turf. You know, I played in fields and I've played on turf. It, you're a professional athlete. Like, that should not be a def, a, an absolute reason as to why you perform poor or or good. That should be I mean, a minor factor. I mean, I think Atlanta United at this point would beg to differ. But, yeah, we can we can agree to disagree on that because they're uh, – yeah, Max Lanta's falling falling down in the flames with what Miles Robinson, you know, go orange. My, another three one five guy for me. Uh, you know, looks like he's gonna miss the World Cup because of turf injuries because of the turf. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, injuries can happen anywhere. Like I, it, it affects the ball more, I'd say. But like as far as like, I mean, yeah, turf, you could get turf toe, but it, it's just I just don't think it's enough of a reason to like point out like that's why we did bad because we're playing on turf. Like I don't know, get together. I'm I'm right there with you though. Uh, I, I did like, I thought it was, it was pretty positive, the the fighting mentality to try and, and get it back. And, uh, you know, the second half, well played. We just couldn't get the finishing down. Um, but bright spot for sure, Ryan Saylor. Uh, actually ran into his parents last night at the uh, Tormenta game. I just was walking past, and there was a guy with a Saylor jersey. And I just tapped him on the back. I was like, and I was, like, walking past him because I had to run to the – like credential area or whatever. And uh, I said, Hey, that, that now that's a nice Jersey. And I'm walking away. I just hear That's my boy. And I was like, as a father, like you get it. Like he's just, yep. they're so proud. I turn around, like his mother's running over to take pictures of him. Uh, man, they're, 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 if anyone's happy about his performance, it is Ryan Taylor's parents and they are, uh, you know, nice and, and happy people. So, bright future um especially you know as we, we're going to transition over to the to the u.s cup game the u.s open cup rather and it's the same thing where we seem to have a, a roster that is just remaining thin that we have to 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 kind of put together and we need to mix things up here so we are going against tormenta everyone not everyone but i mean it's a usl team but if you've watched for lauderdale cf then if you followed that or watched any of the tournament games, you realize that they're not, uh, they're nothing to take lightly. And I believe in the game that they set the record for USL one longest streak without conceding a goal. Uh, Six, 628 minutes. Yeah. Was and, how long they had across all comps. Yeah. And they got it because while we did win this game, uh, they said there was like what, 30 seconds left on it and, and, and they got it. So it, very good team. I think they're number one in their division in the in the USL. So this was no no cakewalk, but we kind of come in trying to trying to throw together uh, a team. There were some surprises here. I thought that we were going to maybe rest some people. A lot of questions around that 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 right back position was Neville uh, <laughs> Harvey Neville the, Neville Jr. going to get the start there or, or what was going to happen? Was Noah going to play? We we just weren't sure. But we came out with a back four, um, kind of going right to left here of Yedlin, Quinteros, McVeigh, and Jones. So uh, some people, you know, some people love Jones. Some people do not. But uh, he came in there, held together, props to him. Uh, Midfield-wise, uh, again, right to left. Indy pushed him down to the midfield. Whereas the game prior, he was playing more on the wing. Uh, Mo Adams kind of in that uh, 
defensive midfield role, and then Robbie Taylor as the uh, the left mid. Then we had uh, Lasseter on our right wing. We had Iguain coming back after whatever injury he's dealing with, whether it be physical or just pride. Gonzalo started up top, and then uh, Emerson. Emerson got the start on the left wing, which I know a lot of people were pretty happy about. Uh, so, you know, we saw the lineup, and I was like, well, this is definitely interesting. Uh, well, you know, there's some people in here I want to see. I haven't seen Jovan Jones in a while. I would love to see Emerson get a start and really get uh, get out there and get, uh, you know, fast and shifty as he does. But just like the Charlotte game, just like the New England game, the f- the the first 15 minutes are just brutal, are just brutal. And it's, it's basically <laughs> Drake up against the like a a wall with a firing squad in front of him and he's making amazing saves from a reaction standpoint i think with like the second or third was a a header point blank in front of him he just somehow gets a paw up to it and, and, and and parries it away sketchy stuff man and this felt like a game where if we conceded a goal first without scoring then that that we could have very well got broken and, and lost this game but uh very very ugly first half Lasseter saves us um late late I forgot what exactly uh what minute it was I want to say it was like the 44th or 45th if I'm going just 45th, off top of my head yeah. 45th so yeah. uh and then it's like only one minute of extra time so he scores basically boom celebrate kickoff half's over relief is, is, is what I felt in that moment because that was sketchy. Um, second half got much, much better here and uh, come through. Um, Robbie gets a, another goal, and then um, towards the end, Lasseter is able to uh, to blast it past. So Lasseter actually was able to get his brace, which was nice to see. Um, energy turned up. Uh, I thought it was a, a better half, but there were still a lot of struggles that you could see you know, if we don't address these and resolve these, these are going to become serious issues as we continue our MLS schedule. Um, And furthermore, in the next round of the Open Cup, it's going to be significantly less USL 1, USL, I don't even know if we'll see how many USL 2 teams make it, but it's going to start getting basically back to MLS on MLS competition. And if this stuff is not addressed, then we could be in for, uh, for a world of hurt. But yeah, so Robbie comes in, basically scores... Um, almost immediately to start the half in the 42nd minute. Nice little ripper past the keeper. Uh, and then Lasseter scored uh, his, his brace in the 83rd minute. Looked good. Looked like we were going to get here with a clean sheet. Nah, not the case, man. Not the case. And bless his heart, Drake, you, you, you played a hell of a game here. But sometimes, you know, you just can't you just can't finish it out and get the clean sheet because uh, Sterling was able to score in the 88th minute. Everyone knew the game was basically over there. But, um, you know, I saw the tweet you shared. And, you know, I, I'm happy we got the win, but I, I do agree with you that it's kind of it's pretty tough luck on Tormenta because they could have converted a few. This could have been very well 3-2, very well 3-3. Uh, hard-fought game, sketchy game, a lot to improve upon. Uh, went to the to the post-game press conference. Um, I was happy, you know, like we win, we advance, cool. 
I know, you know, we've had some tough times in the past, but we enjoy the wins. Man, Phil was, he shut all of that down. Phil was pissed. He was not happy. I think the most positive thing he said was we win and we advance. But uh, it seemed like this, I mean, you know, it is a fairly new backline all playing together, but there were just holes open, uh, possession. It, it was just, it, it was just a sloppy game on our part. And, Again, if we don't get this addressed pretty soon, depending on who we're going to play in the next round, and certainly, you know, this D.C. United game this week, and then the homecoming for our boy Lewis Morgan uh, next week, they could they could do some damage to us. So Phil is, is definitely mad about it, but seems pretty focused on, on what he needs to work on. Um, he was a very short press conference, didn't really go into too much. I think it took like three or four questions. Uh, Ari, Ari. Ariel Lasseter was uh, very happy, actually, uh, in in good spirits. Um, you know, they always say like the first goal to striker is the, is the hardest one. You, you got to get that that you know proverbial monkey off your back or whatever, and then they can start falling in. So uh, he was happy, very pleased that um, that pressure's off because you know he did score I think t- two times, maybe three times in preseason. Hasn't scored in the regular season. Now, I mean, I know this isn't technically MLS play. But it's got to feel really good, and you could tell he was relieved and and invigorated and driven to uh to keep keep pushing. But what do you think, man? Because you know I, I, I rewatched um probably like the first sixty minutes. Um, you know, again in the north stands, a little harder to to analyze. But uh, you were able to watch it on the telly. So, what were your thoughts here, bud? I mean. I just want to go and remind everybody that I warned y'all it wasn't going to be that easy. I told you, Tormenta plays tough. They were going to park it. They were going to force us to do something other than run and gun, and it showed from the beginning. Uh, first off, Gonzalo, I mean, stop. Like Against a team like that, like you're not – you can't have Gonzalo out there. He <laughs> – he was not like, okay, if you're trying to break a team down on the break, who's just going to try and set up shop, park the bus, be done with it, that's not the option. You want somebody like Leo out front or put Robbie out front and let him start. Let him run with Lasseter and, and Emerson. But it was a night and day difference in the Charlotte game to the pace of the first. Oh, I don't know. How long was he out there? What, 30, 40 minutes? Higuain. Uh, when did he get subbed off? Let me Might see. have been even earlier than that, but the, the pace. Find it. The, the pace was just so different. It, it 45th minute, yeah, so it was just a okay. just clean halftime switch. Okay. So, okay, 45 minutes, and you, you, you see the substitutions happen at halftime, and all of a sudden the team had new life. All of a sudden we were flying. We were moving. We were, we were building off the momentum. We were... Uh, you know, we looked a totally different team. It looked great. Um, again, I got to give credit to Drake. I know a lot of these fans from the beginning of the season, like I'm, I am eating a lot of crow right now. Uh, I know also Drake follows the podcast and I, you know, if, if he's listening, you know, I, I was wrong. You're, you're proving yourself as of right now. He's a great cup goalkeeper, Jay. I mean, I think he's our best option. You know, I wouldn't necessarily put Diop or Dos Santos out there right now, but you know, Diop, Diop's earned the start for Cups. You mean Calendar's, um, the Drake's earned, earned the I'm start I'm sorry, for yeah, cups. yeah, 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 Calendar, Calendar's 
that I wanted to ask Phil that, but there was just so few questions we didn't get to it. And um, but he did he did make a comment pretty early on that Drake is making a case to be the starting keeper for for Inter Miami. In the, he's talking about for the MLS as well. I mean, very very uh, solid solid game. Uh, and, you know, also another kind of round of redemption for uh, for Quinteros. He played absolutely, actually pretty pretty damn well. Um, you know, passing accuracy of, of 92.9% uh, was pretty sturdy. Had a nice slide to save what would have been a basically one-on-one uh, opportunity. So it's good to see these stories of redemption, you know, happen. And um, I'm sitting here happy because I've never said anything bad about Drake Callender. And I've always you know, been curious about him. And, uh, I like that you've, uh, you've apologized and, uh, are reforming your, uh, your thoughts and your ways now. Well, before, before people think of becoming too reformed, can we talk about the best moment of the night real quick? Oh yeah. <laughs> the absolute best moment of the night. Um, you know, if you follow, if you follow us on Twitter, I think I might have retweeted it three, four five times. <laughs> it was up on our Instagram story. Um, Robbie, getting in the face of uh, some no name. I'm not, I'm not even going to look up his name. And I, there was words said, you could tell on Robbie's face, he's out for blood. And then all of a sudden it was RKO out of nowhere. He would be flying in punches were thrown. They were tussling on the ground. I, and again, like I know we, we touched, we touched base at the beginning of the episode, but like, Hallelujah. Someone is showing fight on this team, literal fight on this team. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand. Yeah, okay. It doesn't belong in the game. It's not a part of the game. Whatever. We also grew up in the era we where, like, Roy, <laughs> well, yeah, right. But, you know, Jay, you and I also both grew up in the era where Roy Keane was flying in studs up and taking people out of the kneecap. So, yeah. Yeah. I. Like it's not FIFA, it's not FIFA Street. Like meets NFL Street. Like I'm not here for that. But damn, it was nice to see that he just didn't walk away. And 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 you know, yeah, he's gonna get an earful from the leadership, and rightfully so. But I enjoyed it. Jay, what was your take on it? Um, yeah. So he, what he, I guess, the way I saw it, and kind of what what Lasseter mentioned in the the press conference was. You know, he was kind of, Lasseter was fouled, but, it, 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 you know, I guess Robbie was trying to avenge his his brother. And, uh, but Lasseter said, like, he had no idea what was going on. He turned around, and they were just, they were on the floor, just uh, just fighting. Everyone in the North Stands was, had the assumption that um, Robbie was the victim here. And mm-hmm. then you guys were sharing the video in the Discord. And I was like, I was showing people there. I was like, like, no, no, man. He, he walks up, yapping, pushes, and then just headlock throws him to the ground. Props to, uh, to other homeboy. What's his, uh, what's his name here? Uh, Dingler. Dingler is his name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great last name there. Uh, yeah. my man must be trained in like ah, Brazilian jujitsu or something. Cause Robbie took him down, but he ended up on top and, and it wasn't, I've always, you know, again, go back to kind of Robbie might act a little, a little too hard for being, you know, like from Clemson and, and the Carolinas and all that. Um, if you're going to start some stuff, make sure you can finish it, man. And, and yeah, I, it was kind of embarrassing in my eyes. It was a little embarrassing for Robbie because, 
this dude was was just on top of him, and um, then other players, you know, got involved. They they both end up getting uh, getting a red card and uh, and sent off. So could have been a lot worse. I mean, Robbie was the instigator. Definitely a red card on Robbie. You know, Dangler. I don't know. I didn't see the punches thrown. Um, maybe they were. Maybe that's why it was. But that very well could have just been Robbie been sent off, and then it's eleven versus ten, and that's a whole whole different game here. So I got to be honest. I already asked Johnny to put Robbie's pissed off face on a T-shirt so I can have Robbie sign it. Cause I just want like his face just looks like I, 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 I'm going to kick your ass, but I think my favorite photo and we're actually going to, I already made the request. We're going to use this as the uh, social media cover photo for the game. It's everybody dogpiling on top of Robbie. Deandre looks like he's going to go straight thug on the first Tormenta guy he can grab. And Indy's got his finger kind of up. Like he's thinking of what the hell is going on and why he left Aston Villa to jump in. on this. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, Absolute madness. Um, but again, I want to end the, you know, the discussion on, I don't condone it. Like it's still an idiot thing for him to do. And if we do get Orlando, we're going to wish we had him. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. But, and someone in the discord brought up a very good point teams may key in that robbie might have a short temper and they might start agitating him or jarring him in a game trying to get him off or, or, or you know get him flustered to make a mistake to get a card so it's definitely not a good look i'm sure phil gave him an earful because phil was i mean angry dude like uh I've seen a lot of post games and this is one of the angrier ones. Um, so I'm sure he got quite a bit from that. I'm sure he probably heard from, from Jason, the assistant as well. He's probably going to hear, probably have to talk it to some point of other people in the, the organization or even potentially like, a, I don't know, a, a Moss or, or something like that. Maybe a Beckham if they want to get involved, but not a great look, not a great look at all. I think the only thing I want to touch on with the Tormenta game, because you and I are talking about announcers, at one point, the U.S. Open Cup folks said, and I'm going to, I'm not going to be able to say it verbatim, but, and most, we will most likely not see Blaze Matweedy starting for Inter Miami tonight. Wow. And I'm like, yeah. What, boys, do your, like you said, do your research. It's tough. Like, it's tough. You know, but yeah. Stat wise I mean, here, um, possession, good. Uh, because we turned it on, you know, at the end of the first half and, and throughout the second half. So we ended up coming out 58% possession, which is good. Uh, if you're not great at math, that means Tormenta had 42%. Here's the embarrassing part. Uh, Tormenta had 14 shots with six on goal. We only had seven shots uh, with three on goal. Um, you know, everything else was was pretty much basically even for the most part, you know, without, you know, here or there, but kind of irrelevant stuff. But another, how long is this going to continue where we we have to make up in the second half where we, we kind of put ourselves in a disadvantageous position by either going down early or not firing against a squad that on paper we should beat. I know it's a, it's a tough challenge, but how concerned are you? How quick can we get this resolved? Do you have faith in Phil that he can turn this around over the next couple of weeks? Or is this going to be a more lingering issue we're dealing with throughout the season? All right. Well, I'm going to cement this like one final time for all the listeners because Twitter can sometimes be a cesspool. I am for Phil staying. I, I don't speak for everybody. Unless, I mean, unless you feel the same, Jay. I am for Phil staying because as of right now, I'm going to remind everybody one more time, this is not an attractive job. So if Phil leaves, you're looking at a potential downgrade. Now, with that being said, 
I think what we're seeing is we're trying to do the counterattacking style of play without the pieces on the back end that are meant to be able to possibly defend that way. Like a DeAndre Edlin, yes. Ryan Saylor has proved, and again, I want to see more, but he's proved that he could do it. But then we're that's only half of the equation. Quinteros looked like he could, but again, if you're going to play the counterattacking style of game, you have to have defenders that can easily flip from offensive defense or to midfield to defense because you're going to leave yourself exposed. And, and honestly, yes, I think Phil can get this situated, but it's not going to be as simple as everybody everybody thinks it should be. And and it's you got to stop with the every time we have a, a bump of the road, the Phil out, Neville out, like just relax, Busa. Yeah. People, people just go to the extreme right away down here in uh, in Miami and South Florida uh, specifically. But hey, again, uh, just to reiterate, the only positive that Neville said was we win, we won, and we advance. So now they're playing games right now. The Wednesday games are uh, are going on for the Open Cup. Uh, and then they're going to have the draw tomorrow on Thursday, which is, I believe, regional base. So there's a solid chance we get Orlando City here. Very high probability that we get MLS sides. I think what eight more joined in in the, in this round. So quick rundown right here uh, of games that were played today. Charlotte won five to one against. I'm assuming that's Richmond. Uh, yep. The Revs are up five to one on Cincinnati. It's the 87th minute. Uh, New York City FC is up three to one against Rochester. Ooh. Minnesota, Colorado tied right now in the nineteenth minute. Nashville losing zero to two against Atlanta. Nashville defensively sound team, and Atlanta's over here up two goals in the forty fifth plus one. So in added time right there. Uh, the most recent one to kick off was Houston and uh, San Antonio. Assume that's a rivalry game to some degree. They are scoreless in the 15th. And then we do have Seattle and San Jose kicking off at 10. And we do have, I don't even know what that is. LA Galaxy is playing some. Calif- it's uh, the California United Strikers. United Strikers. Or Strikers. Yeah, yeah, okay. So but that, you, that'll be you missed, you missed the team with the coolest name remaining, dude. Union Omaha is playing Hailstorm. And then it's, you know, it's. It's going to be a good game because Union Omaha plays in the same uh, division as Tormenta, and Union Omaha is no joke. So any of these teams that are left, you know, obviously being a New Yorker, I'd love to see Rochester somehow turn around and pull that out because those of you who don't know, Jamie Vardy is co-owner of that team. Um, I'd like to see, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pumping money in upstate New York. Nice, nice, man. I really Um, would love to get Vardy to enter Miami one day, man. I think he's got it. The right fight, I think he's know. class, dude. I mm-hmm. think he's a good dude overall. Hard work. Um, but I do uh, want to say shout Shay, out Lou City though for being Detroit City. Uh, shout out to all my homies back in Louisville who uh, go to the the Lou City games. Good on you. Uh, now Detroit City doesn't have to worry about getting uh, oversensitive about the f word on their yep. shirts and not being able to wear it anymore. I digress. What a dumb <laughs> hill! What a dumb dumb hill to die on. Like that's what you're gonna. I, that's your hill right there. Is you just want to have the f word all over your shirts? Listen, I gotta say this what, real quick before we jump into the standings. I love how yes, we're all rivals, like you know Orlando, Atlanta, you know all of us, but we all join together just to laugh at them, mm. like. Just like guys, don't 
Die, die on a hill. It's die on something different. It's just, just so outlandish. Like, yeah. What do you? What? Who? Who even cares that much about having profanity on your T-shirt? And I didn't know you could have ultras at that level of like. Yeah. Right. That they. Ha- yeah. I don't. Okay. Anyways, uh, so Jay, let's jump into the standings. Keep this thing up moving. Yeah. Uh, you want me to the do? East? Yeah. I mean, where are we in the East? Uh, we're, we're just right where we, we, we will be. <laughs> we're 13th in the East. We're, uh, uh, tied for last. Technically we are, um, again, again, Chicago, man. It's, uh, it's not, not too great down here. Um, yeah, it's just Chicago and Miami than everyone else. So these past two games were pretty crucial, man. If we could have beat New England, we would have been right where we need to be, um, but you know we're gonna have to we're gonna have to find our form again. We're gonna have to go on a little win streak, pull ourselves back up by the bootstraps. It's fine. Overall, out of the supporters' shield standing, right? So East and West combined ranked, we are twenty third out of twenty eighth. So pretty stagnant there. No, no real new updates here. Hopefully, we can get it turned around against DC United, who uh, is in tenth place right now. If we could, if we beat them, we jump them. They have twelve points. We're at ten points right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why we keep putting this in the program because every time we think we're going up, <laughs> we we're, just uh, we're masochists and we love the pain. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of loving the pain, if you're still listening to this episode, I know I always say it, but you're the real MVPs. You guys are why we do this. You know, you get to suffer with us, and uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, one day we'll be looking at back at this and be like, "Damn, do you remember when we sucked? Now we don't suck as much." Yeah, man. Uh, well, you know, well, Quinn will be off in college. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sitting with my great grandchildren. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's been 84 years. <laughs> Do you remember when Inter Miami was bad? Pepperidge Farms remembers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh where um, are we at uh where are we at with power rankings though? I mean, we're at the same spot. Twenty fourth out of twenty eight. I mean, it's we're in some pretty bad company. It's it's not great. Um it's <sighs> I don't know, man. Like, if like you already said, if this team could go on a run and, and make the moves it needs to make throughout these next few games, it's going to be a completely different story. We're going to be having a different conversation. But as of right now, I don't know it's like it's almost like one game survival mode. Like the, the teams we're ahead of right now, okay? Toronto, Vancouver, Chicago. And Sporting Kansas City, fun. That's good time. That's yeah. And and out of all of those, uh, I mean, they're all terrible. Let me put it that way. I mean, Sporting Kansas City got thumped even without t- uh, Tati being on the field for New York City FC. Chicago lost four one to Atlanta. Uh, Vancouver actually beat Toronto, so they're the only one that won. And Toronto is. 22nd and expected goals scored and they're putting up fewer shots than anyone else in the league so not great company that's fire you know what also is not great is our away record we have one win and four losses we got to tighten up but here's something that's fun three inter miami games over uh in eight day span we're gonna have dc united on saturday that following wednesday we're gonna be at philadelphia up in philadelphia which i believe you'll be in attendance I will be in attendance for game one of two of the week. There we go. And then Sunday, 
May 22nd, Miami versus the New York Red Bulls for the return of Lewis Morgan and the return to South Florida for Mr. Than Harrington. And Riley's first ever game, which I'm fairly certain whenever we see Lewis, one of the two of us is going to end up in tears. So there we go. Yeah. Uh but yeah, so as you already touched on, next matchup, uh, DC United, uh, Saturday, May 14th, 8 p.m. at our beloved Drive Pink Stadium. Uh, DC is a mixed bag, my friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just lost in the U.S. Open Cup 3 nothing to New York, but then they went to Houston and beat them 2 nothing. They lost to Columbus 3 nothing, and they beat New England 3-2. to So... It's the MLS. It's a toss up. Yeah, <laughs> so... it's it's it, it's just a toss up. It, it, there's parody. It's just it's just parody across the league. That's what makes this league one of the best to watch. Yeah, I mean, um, look, I think they're pretty on. The, they're, I think they're on the same kind of tier we are in in the MLS, which is the bottom tier. Um, as far as people to be concerned about, uh, Fountas four goals, Ola Kamara four goals, uh, Estrada has three. Uh, they've got Joel Gressel, uh, really really stud as well. He's got four assists on him. But, look, anything can happen here. Uh, they're going to be traveling, so hopefully we can defend our fortress. Uh, should be a, a pretty good game. Um, 8 o'clock game, late night game. Uh, a little sad because I'm going to be in the West Coast. I will still watch it, but I will, I will West Coast of Florida, rather. I will be there in spirit. But I'm a little sad because if we win, I know the turn up is going to be real afterwards and it miscues. And it's been a while since we've had a, an 8 p.m. game where we'll be able to celebrate after. So uh, if you're going out to the game, enjoy it and go celebrate with La Familia, with the supporters groups, with all the fans afterwards. If we win, hell, go celebrate if we lose. Just have a good time. That's what it's all about. Find a way to make the pain count. Find a way, if you haven't already, to get yourself in with the supporters groups. Uh, I mean, I from 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 outside looking in, sometimes they look a little intimidating. They are the greatest group of people you, you'll know. Vice City, uh, you know, Nacion Rosa Negra, Siege, uh, Southern Legion, Inter Miami supporters, Southern supporter, Legion. Yep. They are some of the best people I have the pleasure to know. And the Greenlock Gang. I think they're trying to make a bid for another supporters group, but uh, they're also there. They're in the green lot, and uh, they're called the Green Lot Gang. It's always a good time. I bounce around, try and swing by as much as I can. It's it's yeah. Some people look intimidating, intimidating. Some people are, uh, you know, it might be a little scary looking, but I promise you, everyone is so cool, so down to earth. They are there for the love of the club, the love of the team, the love of the sport. Go out there, integrate, talk to people. Get extroverted for a night. Have some fun. Um, you know what? I know we already did it, but it's the new so twice. I want to say it twice. Indiana Vasilev is back. This is much needed, I think. We need a more creative uh, midfield or attacking wing player. And oh, damn, I'm happy. I know we already covered it. I wanted to say it again. Well, it's fine. And I'll just tie back into what you missed. Indy's back. So what do you <laughs> think the impact of Indy being back, we'll have on the scoreline against DC United. What's your prediction? Well, I think it, like he he can't. He's coming back. He's on a, a year long loan. Yes, he knows the, some of the players from last year, but we retained like seven players from last year. Complete massive overhaul. Overhaul. Like I think what it's like twenty gone or something ridiculous like that. Uh, so in in 
you know, in for all intents and purposes, he's got to reintegrate with a brand new team, basically, with people that he has not played with. So there is going to take some time to get where he needs, get that cohesion, uh, you know, my favorite word, get the fluidity with the team down. I, I think he can make an impact right off the rip, as he has. Um, I only think that his impact will grow, but we need a 10. We need a true 10. Please, 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 in June. I know the club has said they're going to go out and spend the cash. I know the rumors, Suarez is coming. Just give me a functioning 10. I don't need a pure low. Okay, just give me someone who's halfway decent at creating, pulling strings, distributing, making the magic happen, please. But Indy can improve that area in the meantime. Sorry to answer your question. But you still didn't answer my question. What do you think the score is going to be for the game with Indy being back? Oh, you said impact at that. Score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. Score. Because I told myself I'm going to stop projecting wins until they prove me wrong again. Uh, So I'm just going to, I'm going to stick with a, uh, it's a home game though. Hmm. Hmm. Oh man. I'm going to do it, aren't I? I'm going to go 2-2 draw. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna hate myself for this because I know it's not. Gonna I, I, I almost did. I couldn't bring myself to it. No, no, no. Because I've been I've been shooting high all year so far. Right, one nothing, Inter Miami. Okay. okay. Because I hope you're right. DC, well, DC has shown a, a pattern of not being able to score, and if Capana just has one, I don't know. Whatever. Um, next piece of news. Uh, Chiellini is possibly available. Javas Rodriguez is, and God, please no, but he's also possible. Heavily available. linked. Heavily linked with pink hair. He's yeah. in Miami. The club's reaching out to him. I'm pretty sure his, his, his like baby mama lives in Miami and his daughter lives in Miami. So he's always over here seeing them. Right. And then we actually, like we had a killer joke. Uh, Sergio Aguero popped back up, and one of the guys in our Discord says, "Him on this heart attack team wouldn't be a good fit." And I was like, "Oh, oh god, oh, oh that's god. dark, guys, that guys." Dark. But Sergio Aguero is also available. <laughs> so I mean, is he not retiring? I thought that no, he was going to... so apparently Barca said no, you can't do it. He went and sought some of the best medical attention in the world, and he's cleared to play again. Oh, well, look, I mean, if 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 Christian Eriksen can come back and, and play for Brentford after literally dying and being resuscitated, who am I to judge a man whose passion is this sport and, and, and cannot cannot live without this sport in his life when he's still, you know, in a fairly close to his, his athletic prime? I've always, I hate City. I've always respected Aguero. I would mm-hmm. not be against that at all. But be prepared for... You know, at least one, if not two, you know, pretty, pretty decent signings in the summer window. Uh, we have one open DP spot right now. We do have to wait for Pizarro to uh, to get acquired, I guess, fully uh, right option to buy on his loan uh, to free up that third. But um, look, man, we're still I just want to remind everyone we're still, you know, a third of the way through, not even a third of the way through of our first year of the sanctions. We got two years of sanctions. We have one DP on the squad. Yeah, it's tough. It's can be miserable. It can be frustrating. All things considered, we could be doing worse. 
And I want everyone to, to be aware of that. I agree. I, I think if I had to pick anybody who we just mentioned, and I know I'm walking back on what I said in the Discord, I'd have to pick looking at where our, our desperate, where, where we're desperate to fill holes right now. And you and I might disagree. I would take Chiellini. Uh, yeah, just because we're, we're hurt in the back line. He at least is going to bring some sort of ability to, I mean, it's the MLS. He should be able to have some sort of an, a positive impact on this team. Bro, but again, Gonzalo's what, 33 or 34? Like, Chiellini is 37 years old. This man nope. is. I know that, but okay. Even if you bring him in and just bring him in to help mentor these 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 center backs, pay him like league minimum. Would he take a league minimum deal? I don't know. I guess it would would have to come down to where what he's looking for from from a financial standpoint. Like he certainly won't be a, a DP player. I would assume he's probably at some. You're gonna have to buy him down with Tam or something to get him into to the salary cap. But you know, I I don't know. Yeah, I mean, LAFC and LA Galaxy apparently, or no, LAFC and Vancouver are looking to bring in them in. And I think DC so, United as well, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. I just heard those other two. But, so, uh, my focus is, is a 10. Is. It's got to be a 10. I'm actually yeah, no. like, pretty content with Campana, assuming that we're, we're just, we'll buy him out at the end of the year. Um, uh, Suarez, man, I know, I know a lot of people don't like him, um, but... Or Hamas, I don't know, man. It's it should be an exciting, uh, an exciting time though. I, I would be surprised. I think the club. I've heard rumors of the club already having some stuff worked out um, with Hamas and with Suarez to where they're just waiting for the for the window to open. But we'll see, man. It's gonna be an exciting time. I always love across any sport. I don't care if it's you know American football, basketball, soccer, whatever. Trades are fun, man. Trades are fun. They can mix it up. They can kind of flip divisions on their head. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, it could be a good time, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Well, with that being said, let's uh, go ahead and get into our OnlyFans, where you, the fans, ask questions for me to ask Mr. Kington and put him into awkward positions. Jay. Hold this on one second, because I just looked it up. The, the secondary transfer window of summer opens July 7th, so that's the date everyone should be watching. Sorry, continue. Kind of hurts when you just interrupt me like that. I'm going to interrupt you one more time. We were able to get Indy because, uh, number one, it was alone, but the uh, the primary transfer window uh, just closed on the uh, May 4th. Go ahead. Sorry. We good? Mm, yeah, we're good. Okay. First question from actually one of our boys from the Greenlock Gang. I don't know how I never noticed his icon was Greenlock Gang. I kind of feel... <laughs> wow. All right. Um did Higuain show anything, and I know what you're going to say, did Higuain show anything to make it seem like he's even the backup number nine right now? Um, no. I mean, I, I, I he, he seemed to complain less, which was nice. Um, also, you know, some that we didn't really discuss in the Open Cup game, but there was that first half, I felt like no one wanted to take the shot. Everyone was just looking for the extra pass. But at some point, you got to realize, like, when that ball is coming to you, hey, I'm probably the extra pass. Let me kick, like, have a go. Take it. I don't care if you skied into the into the stands. Just have a go. Um, but effectiveness on Higuain, I just feel like we're digressing so much to where, um, I guess I'm honestly starting to feel bad for him. 
you know, that, that he can't even figure out how to, how to make this league work. So no, is he, is he even the second option? Um, you know, unless both Lasseter and Campana are starting together, I think Lasseter would be a more effective option up top to, to come on for, uh, for Campana or to play if we're missing Campana. So I'm sorry, man, that, uh, I just feel like it's getting worse. Uh, yeah, my, my answer is short and sweet. No, he's, he's just not. Like, I feel bad for him. And I think the thing that kills me is, yeah, I was I was pretty adamant. Like, I didn't want him here anymore. But, damn, I love Gonzalo the father. Like, let's just mm. talk about that for just a hot second. He he had a terrible warm-up uh, against uh, – or getting warmed up for Tormenta. I think he was like three for seven putting it on goal. And then the father side of me saw him run over to or jog over or walk over to his kids and just talk to him for a second, give him a big hug, mm-hmm. give him give him a kiss, and then move on. And I was like, if he could show more of that, like I'm not saying like running around giving Robbie a kiss on the forehead and then jogging off, like that would be a little yeah, that would yeah. be a little weird for morale. But yeah, I'd like to see the softer side of Gonzalo, maybe the more nurturing and teacher side. I think he'd be a lot better. But I agree, the pressure... I agree with that. But like, it's not that he's trying to be a dick. I just think he's just incredibly frustrated. Like he has well, been I such mean, a goal scorer his whole life, and then he comes here and he just he can't figure out you know a farmers league like the MLS. At least think what about he it. What was it? He was in a World Cup final and a Champions League final, and now he's lining up against and it, no dig, please Tormenta. If you're listening, if anybody's listening to this, no dig at you. But they're lining. He's lining up against Tormenta in the USL now. Like. At some point, you got to start looking back and be like, man, my career is almost done. This, this has got to be tough for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving forward, um, Don Cafacito asks you, Jay, given the last couple of performances in the U.S. Open Cup, do you feel confident Inter will advance after the round of 16? No, but to be fair, what, wait, what, what do we – we discussed this a, a couple episodes ago. My memory is yep. shoddy today. What would You said what if we – if we make it to the round of 32, that's a win or something. Was I round to 16 or was I round I think eight? you said 16. I said 30. No, I think you said eight. I said 16. But regardless, I would take 16 as a win because of. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So yeah. repeat your question one more time. Sorry. So given the last couple of performances in the U.S. Open Cup, do you feel confident Inter will advance after the round of 16? Um, I don't even know if I'm equipped to fully answer that. I need to see the draw tomorrow and see who we face. Do we get one of these other USL teams? And yeah, we have a much higher chance. Do we, do we get drawn against, you know, a, a tougher opponent like, uh, in, in Atlanta or in Orlando city where there's a little bit of that rivalry together, it's going to be tough. I, I think that if we can somehow start to, swing on the upside in our form right because it's not like the open cup's going to be tomorrow i think it's like what the next game's like a month away or something it's it's, it's going to be so know. yeah so if we can get it in the right form then i think we got a good shot um judging how this team has operated in the past of these you know six seven game droughts and and then you know four or five on up to like an 11 game unbeaten streak like right now we're we're in the dumps. So if it times out the way it has in the past, then I think there's a good chance that we're in good form. Um, it's going to come down to that draw, though. It really will. I mean, like if we got to play Seattle, like if they're you know actually playing their real team, you know, not benching everybody to save them, 
Um, yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, it's going to be tough and it's only going to get tougher as it, as it gets on. So I don't know, man, What I don't know what that, I can't even give an accurate answer. I'm going to go, I'm going to go. Yes. I'm confident because at that point, the organization has to realize we have a serious shot of wrapping up a, a, a CONCACAF Champions League spot. So why not throw all your eggs in one basket? Clearly, we're not getting out of the basement anytime soon. Depending on who comes over in July, depending on what shape we're looking at at the time of the schedule, I think they literally start our starting 11 against whoever lines up against them in the U.S. Open Cup. Yeah, but I mean, even then, though, once we get to the MLS teams, like we've seen what MLS teams have done to us for the past but that's two and a half years. When, that's when you have some of the other teams maybe not going all in okay. like we are because okay. they still have something to fight for in the league. Don, ask me that question in three more weeks, please. Once we have a little uh, bit more clarity on the situation, we can give a more accurate answer. Yes, we can go with that. Um, next question, but before I put this question to you, I just want to say, you know, uh, you know, Traveler, you know, we're, we're all family here at the Inner Miami podcast. Uh, you know, Trav's mom's going through some stuff right now, and, you know, just shout out from us. You know, we hope she gets better real soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely yeah, in our thoughts, it's, uh, yeah, we know she'll pull through. And uh, just keep your head up, man. We're uh, we're here with you. Um, agreed, agreed. Thank with you that being, that. yeah, absolutely. Um, so, Jay, this one is kind of the funny one I want to end on for the day, okay? All right. Who's it from? If is it from, Miami, is it from yeah. Inter Miami Traveler? Okay. It is. It is. If Inter Miami had a UFC tournament, who would come out victorious? If Inter Miami Gregory, we gotta we gotta start like set, uh, spending some more time away from each other, like farther than the mileage we already are. Because I was about to say Gregory as well. I, I think it would it would have to be Gregory. Who would be a solid? Could be a solid. I don't know. Man. I think. I, I like think Diop DeAndre goes stuck on somebody. I feel like Diop could be pretty scary too. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna have to go with Gregory because he's got that bulldog mentality. I'll go Gregory, but then I'm probably gonna go with DeAndre because he. I, but he's a pretty humble, like pretty chill, like. Uh, like okay, Luke but Saw we're taking the humble guy. and chill. Oh, okay. We're, we're taking. It's UFC. Wait, well, if we're going yeah. just like, I don't know, Mabika, dude, like the reach on Mabika, the the kicks he could take your head off with could be threatening as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll go with you on that one. Uh, I, I don't know. We'll have to set it up. We'll see if, I don't know. We'll have to see if we can get this set up. Maybe like get the last copy of UFC, have somebody import all the inner Miami players into it. We'll just, uh, Go out on the PS4, the Xbox. Um, Before we wrap this episode up, I want to give one more special shout out. Uh, Jay, you have a hat trick scorer in your household. Do you not? Oh, yes, I do. Uh, It's, uh, you know, Quinn's second season. He's uh, he's still young, but this past uh, game, third game of the season, uh, I think we, we got to the point where everything started to click. Uh, he put up a hat trick and, uh, he also ran back on the, de- he's fast, man. He ran back on defense and, uh, and prevented three more goals from happening, had an amazing, I'm not going to say sliding save, but like a lunging save to, to kick a ball, uh, just before it, it crossed the, uh, the, what do you call it? The, I guess the, the goal line, um, and just get it out on the, uh, the left side of the goal. So yeah, very, uh, he was, he was so happy man he was like 
he was running in the game and he just runs by us and he's like, I'm going to win this trophy. And I'm like, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm not going to break his heart and let him know, like they give everyone trophies nowadays, but man, he was, uh, he was into it. So thank you. And, uh, yeah. And back at you, I want uh, congratulations to Riley who, uh, made the cut and made the traveling team, uh, up there in Pennsylvania. I know that he's been like, I want to, get to the point you are with Riley of the dedication you have with working on him and developing and, and him just staying focused and starting to see success. So, yeah, uh, we appreciate that, man. You know, it's, uh, it it was, it was a big thing for him. Uh, we're, we're going to see how it pans out. The the big thing for any of the dads out there that are listening, keep it fun. That's all we do. We go out there and keep it fun. We have a couple of days a week where it's like you're hard shooting or we're working on passing and dribbling for 20, 30, 40 minutes. But then we go out there and he just pegs the ball at me or tries to nutmeg me for 30 minutes. Like mm-hmm. stupid stuff. All that stuff adds up. Um, but yeah, so Jay, why don't you take us out? Why don't you uh, yeah, get us out of here before we get any disappointment in our lives? <laughs> well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Inter Mommy Podcast. I am Jay Kington. Uh, with Than Harrington. If you don't already, check us out on social media, on Instagram at InterMiami Podcast, on Twitter at InterMIA Podcast. Discord is growing every single day. Uh, how many, I don't even know how many members we have now, but it's hundreds now. Uh, so if you want in on that, man, it's a nonstop banner. You can submit fan questions, trying to throw us off here, ask us some fun stuff, man. It's a good time. Uh, but yeah, man, as we end every single episode vamos miami vamos miami